The Rural Health Voice, Episode 85, Health Sciences. Welcome to The Rural Health Voice. I am Beth O'Connor, your host. We discuss rural health issues at the grassroots level and how state and federal policies play out in our local communities. What type of person should consider a career in health sciences? Dr. Sally Beth Johnson, Chair of the Department of Public Health and Healthcare Leadership at Radford University Carilion, joined me to discuss career options beyond doctor and nurse. So welcome, Sally Beth. Hi, Beth. So tell me, how did you first become interested in health sciences? Oh, gosh, this started way back. Um, I came from a family. I grew up in southern rural Delaware. And my family, if we look back, you know, really love that southern food and also were tobacco users. And, of course, suffered the consequences of some of those unhealthy behaviors. And so when I was young, I had a grandfather with emphysema and um, really kind of saw that it was his tobacco use smoking that caused that. So it was very early that I started encouraging those tobacco prevention messages. And same thing with my aunt with diabetes that ended up having to have her toe amputated. And of course, as a young kid, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, why did, why and how did that happen? So I think it was, you know, seeing those things firsthand that I became very interested in the uh, relationship between our health behaviors and our health outcomes. Mm-hmm. And now you are the chair of the Department of Public Health and Healthcare Leadership at Radford University Carilion. How did you land there? Well, it was uh, quite a process uh, from my uh, academic uh, ventures here in Southwest Virginia. I completed uh, my PhD here at Virginia Tech. And during my PhD, I had the privilege of working with Carilion Clinic, Department of Family Medicine, uh, as part of my fellowship. And during this time, this was 2012 through 2016. And that was also uh, a time when a lot was happening here in downtown Roanoke uh, with Virginia Tech partnering with Carilion. And then later in 2019, Radford University uh, partnering with Carilion. It was formerly Jefferson College uh, of Jefferson College of Health Sciences at Carilion Clinic. And so I just saw all those um, opportunities in terms of where this area, uh, while I was doing my PhD, had opportunities for teaching and research and, of course, really getting involved in the community. So I was here for my PhD and um, I haven't left. Um, I, I love this area and have continued to have opportunities for my fellowship was offered an opportunity to start adjunct teaching and then get involved in research related to uh, health behaviors. And then um, after the merger, uh, became very involved in in directing um, our academic programs and now have the privilege of of leading a a wonderful team that's become the, the new Department of Public Health and Healthcare Leadership. For most people, when you talk about healthcare careers, they think doctor, nurse, it's, it's binary. What other options are there through Radford University Carilion? 
Oh my goodness. Thanks for bringing that one up because, you know, we are part of this clinically oriented uh, health sciences ecosystem, but our department has degrees in those non-clinical options. So we've got um, bachelors of science in healthcare administration, which is helping to develop the future healthcare leaders, everything from working as a medical practice manager to helping to coordinate in terms of you know, supply chain issues within a health system. We also have our bachelor's of science in health sciences. That's a very broad foundational degree. That's preparing individuals, one, for those prerequisites to go on to graduate school, but also the opportunity to become entry-level um, health uh, coordinators, everything from um, wellness and population health to working with our community not-for-profits. And then we also have our Bachelors of Science in Public Health. And this is really geared to those you know, working uh, in the community, not just at the individual level, but at the population level. So you know, getting involved with um, serving as community health workers and health education specialists and starting to get into you know, all the, the data and um, how do we use our data to create healthier communities. And then we have our graduate degrees, our Master's of Healthcare Administration, our Master's of Science and Health Sciences, which has a new concentration in Clinical Research Administration. And then we have our Doctor of Health Sciences. So all of these uh, academic degrees, one, are helping individuals to, to get started. Maybe they were in a different field and they want to come into this very broad health field or they're already working within health and they want to advance their degrees. I have two, my, two of my favorite books that I have here in my office. One is The 101 Plus Careers in Public Health, and the other is The 101 Plus Careers in Healthcare Administration. And um, there's just so many opportunities, you know, if we think about this vast world, of helping you know, individuals, patients, and our communities. So really, I see you know, those interested in the business side, the research side, to you know, that health education side. There's you know, just a vast amount of different roles and, and titles and, and opportunities. Your website has a whole laundry list of health science degrees. How does a prospective student sort out the best career path for themselves? Well, one in terms of the one thing that we pride ourselves on um, here at Radford University Carilion is that we love to meet with students and to meet with them personally. And that might be in person here. Uh, we're based at Roanoke uh, Carilion Community Hospital. Um, so our offices are actually formal patient rooms that so we can meet with you individually. Or also, you know, our programs are available 100% online. So we love to set up Zoom sessions or phone calls and to really look at, you know, what are your interests? What are your strengths? Um, where where are you now and, and where do you want to go? And for some people, they might, you know, they might not white no at this time. So we might start in, in kind of a, a broad area of, of health sciences. We have classes, for example, professional seminar in health sciences that 
you know, help you um, take career assessments and you know, really explore, um, do I like working with data? Do I like working individually with people? Or you know, do I want to be in an office practice setting? Or do you know, I really want to be out in the community? Um, the other thing that we have, which I'm very um, you know, proud of and, and also grateful for, is that within uh, Radford University Carillion, we have career coaches that um, students can meet with, and there's lots of different you know, assessments and you know, meeting also with our alumni to hear about their experiences. But that can help individuals kind of narrow, narrow down what might be um, the right path. One concern I've heard about the need for more healthcare professionals is the lack of available faculty for health sciences programs. Are you having that problem? Well, one, again, we've got a very uh, broad spectrum of degrees. Uh, we have a full-time, um, I'm very pleased that we, we, are, we are fully uh, loaded right now in terms of our department. Uh, we have our positions, uh, full-time positions. We've got nine full-time faculty. And then we have an extensive uh, team of adjunct faculty. Uh, many are individuals who are senior leaders within Carilion Clinic or health systems uh, throughout our, our region. And um, I think one in terms of because we're broad, we're not having quite um, the, the challenge in terms of some of the other uh, clinical positions. But we are always recruiting um, because the one thing uh, with all of our plans of study, they are constantly evolving. And so like right now, um, if you go to Rafford University Careers, uh, you will see that we have um, an adjunct faculty uh, for any of our programs. That position is, is currently open. And we love to, to get new individuals in to, to offer their you know, expertise. We really want our classes to be um, relevant and you know real world and so you know, we want our, our faculty to to um, contribute as much as much as they can to that um, retiring um, is is happening a lot um, across universities um, and we do have some individuals um, in the near future planning that um, but uh, we will be able to replace those positions mm -hmm. How was the program adjusted to teaching through the pandemic? So uh, our programs uh, pre-pandemic were already offered in a 100% online synchronous. Um, so we were actually Zooming uh, prior to when many um, in the pandemic um, uh, started Zooming. So I think um, in terms of our instruction, we, we fared quite well um, because we were already in that space and our faculty uh, were already um, trained and um, had already set up their classes. Um, of course, the synchronous part, you know, we really pride ourselves, even though we are 100% online, we have that face-to-face -face time through Zoom and where our students you really get to know their faculty members. Also, all of our programs uh, require 
um, what we call that high impact experiential learning. So those are things like internship, service learning, and for those interested in research, uh, capstone projects. Now, internships and service learning, they were quite challenging uh, in terms of placement during the pandemic. Um, and we, we had to get very creative in terms of you know, some virtual opportunities uh, for those. But things are looking you know, much better now in terms of getting our students placed. You know, we're always looking for um, clinics and uh, not-for-profit uh, health-related organizations you know, throughout uh, Southwest Virginia. Um, students also um, can, you know, they can do uh, placements, you know, in their home community, or uh, we have had individuals you know, do out-of-state, uh, even global placements. So the students don't necessarily have to live in the Roanoke area, do they? No, not at all. Um, we do have a, a lot of students um, that are here in the Roanoke Valley, the New River Valley, but we have students all over. Um, in terms of with online, there is no residential requirement. Now, I mentioned again, we've got bachelor's, master's, and doctoral programs. Our doctoral program, it really pulls. You know, it's uh, ranked in the top 10 in the country in terms of uh, Doctor of Health Sciences as a terminal degree. And we, we do have students uh, in multiple uh, states, even globally, that are participating in that one. And you mentioned internships. If there was a, a clinic or some other site interested in, in hosting an intern, how would they do that? Well, one, if there's anyone out there listening, we would love, love, love to connect because we are really trying to always build our pool uh, for potential sites that would be interested in hosting a student. Um, one direct way to go is, is to, to visit our website, which is uh, www.ratford.edu backslash PHHL. So PHHL, again, stands for that public health healthcare leadership. You can also email PHHL at uh, radford.edu and you know, give us uh, your contact information and we will definitely be reaching out. Um, our internships um, at the undergraduate level are 120 hours uh, for two terms. And so, um, you know, it really gives sites an opportunity to you know, showcase their programs and, and have students on site to not only observe, but um, as appropriate, assist with their um, projects and, and services. And we'll make sure that we include those contacts in the show notes so people can track you down. Uh, absolutely. Is there financial aid or other forms of assistance for students who may need help launching their careers? Uh, absolutely. We um, have a very robust um, Radford University uh, student uh, affairs and business affairs uh, financial aid office that uh, has counselors that will meet with students to you know, assess their, their current uh, financial you know, personal and family uh, situation, and then and then match up in terms of what uh, loans may be available. There's also a variety of different scholarships 
both merit and need based um, that are available to students. And, you know, our office will, will work with them to let them know what is out there. And so, of course, we're, we're always, um, you know, encouraging students you know, at this point, you know, reach out and let's start a conversation to see how you know, we can make this happen. The other thing is, uh, what I didn't mention before is our programs are available uh, in both a full-time and part-time option. So that sometimes can, can help out with, you know, where students currently are. A majority, since our programs are available online, a majority of our students are uh, continuing to work um, you know, part-time, but, you know, we have many who are, are working full-time and due to the flexibility of the, the online format, um, they are able to, you know, continue having an income um, also, you know, for students that uh, are working, I encourage them to, to check with their employer. Uh, many of our students use uh, their benefit option. Uh, for example, Carilion Clinic, uh, where many of our, our students may be employed, um, has a tuition benefit. So those are things, you know, check with your HR, definitely connect with us, and we'd love to set you up with our financial aid office to, to really look where you are and how we can make birthing your education happen. Now, typically on the podcast, when we talk about healthcare students, we're talking about people who maybe just finished high school or just finished college. But do, do your students typically fit into that young adult mold? We have students across the, you know, the spectrum in terms of we have you know, a few who are that coming right from um, high school. They also might be coming right from that, that dual degree where they maybe took a few uh, community college classes while they were in high school and were able to transfer those in. So we do have those students in our program, but we also have a lot of students who um, you know, we're 18 to about 56 in age. So we have students who maybe a, a while back took a couple college classes and, and then other things, you know, happened in life. So they're coming back and, um, finishing that bachelor's degree, or they're, um, maybe had a different, um, major, um, and are wanting to switch careers. So maybe they were, you're currently working in um, criminal justice and and now you know want to kind of look at kind of those skills uh, and bring them into health. So we have all ages um, and you know individuals who uh, may be um, parents, um, they may be caretakers uh, for aging um family members. So we have quite a diversity uh, in our program. What do you think could be done to get more people interested in health science careers? I think the one thing when, when people think health sciences, sometimes that can be intimidating um, because, of course, when you think health sciences, there's biology and chemistry classes and math classes. And yes, they, we, we do have those uh, in our programs. They also might think, oh gosh, like, oh, you know, things working with, with maybe needles and, and blood or, um, 
individuals in germs and and sometimes people that that's not something that that uh, feels good to them. Um, this is where you know people. I think like you mentioned earlier, kind of that doctor or nurse. What there are so many, so many opportunities to be involved in this large health world that there is a place for you. There's also for some of those you know, classes that we may think of, gosh, you know, that's just not a strength for me. We have a lot of support and there's also a lot of different levels of those courses that are that are in our programs. You know, we as part of being a student, there's uh, free tutoring available. Um, also, we have uh, peer academic coaching, and there's more support than ever to really help students. Where maybe you know you you had a negative experience or thought, gosh, you know, I, I don't have the grades for that. Still reach out because there there is room for for everyone in a program. Uh, that may match to you that you know, really, really works on you know, bringing out your strengths or giving, giving you the support um, to be in this field. What qualities do you look for in a potential health science student? Well, one in terms of in our, our department, you know, we're really looking at you know, those who want to make a difference, right? And that, and so some of that is you know, being those, having the, the caring and, and the compassion to uh, want to promote health. Um, the other part is you know, being an online student, uh, there does need to be a, a need to be you know, organized. Um, just because you're online, there's still you know, hours of, of reading and studying and projects. And so sometimes Students, you know, they think, oh, okay, this is great. I can, you know, just sign up for all these classes, still work full time, and then all of a sudden they become very overwhelmed. So we need students who can, you know, be very good at, at time management. And of course, we've we've got support and can help with that. Um, but you know, have have an interest in in wanting to to explore. And um, other parts are, you know. I think in terms of other pieces, you know, depending on, on the program, you know, having those uh, analytic uh, skills in, in terms of you know, being able to work with data and research. Um, critical thinking is something that we really emphasize throughout all of our courses. You know, nowadays there's, there's so much information out there. You know, it's not about being able to just, you know, recall and memorize things, but, you know, how do we critically think and, and know that the information that, that we're getting is a, a valid source? Um, also, you know, those who are you know, creative and, and really interested, you know, healthcare is transforming. Um, we're, we're innovating every day. And so students who have you know, curiosity on, on really looking at um, how these new innovations um, will improve health uh, in the future. How could someone mentoring students, say high school guidance counselor, help a student find the right path within the health sciences? 
again, this is part, I think, you know, getting exposures. You know, I encourage, especially in, at the high school level, you know, volunteer, um, volunteering in, in your community with different health-related groups that can give you a feel for, you know, do, do you like um, – you're working individual or, or with groups. Are there certain uh, populations or topics that interest you? There's also a variety of, of different um, you know, career assessments that can um, help, help kind of guide students in terms of based on their strengths, uh, what may um, be an area of interest. We also, and we, we start early um, and welcome those, um, even if college is just a few years down the, the road in terms of you're, you're still in high school or, or again, if you're out there and like, gosh, you know, eventually I want to come back to school. Uh, we have uh, open houses. We have virtual information sessions. We're also, we're here uh, and would love to, you know, set up uh, a meeting or, or a Zoom session or a call and just kind of uh, talk through. Uh, we do go out um, to you know, high school groups, so would love to connect with any you know, counselors out there where we could you know, showcase. You know, I think information, the more informed you are about the different programs that are available, uh, what's required for those, um, can help people make more informed decisions. So just with that same contact information that I shared with the internship sites, please reach out to us. We would love to, we've got interactive presentations for students of all levels that we would love to share um, to give uh, students, potential students, a better idea of our programs. With the pandemic, we've heard a lot about burnout for healthcare professionals. What advice would you give someone who is considering the field, but concerned about their quality of life? Hmm, this is a, this is a big one, Beth. I'm so glad that you brought this up because I am very, personally, I'm very concerned with this issue and our department has really been uh, working on this. You know, I think it's so interesting that when you look at health professionals where, you know, we've been trained uh, to promote health. When you look at statistics, we are we are some of our unhealthiest citizens, and a lot of that is we're caring for others but not caring for ourselves. Um, we had we just uh, you know, started a new academic year here, and before every semester, uh, we. You know, do faculty retreats, and we have you know student orientations. And this year, uh, recognizing this, um, we partnered with a great group um, based out of Floyd, Instill Mindfulness. They're a not-for-profit, and um, you know had them come and work with our faculty in terms of you know recognizing recognizing that this this is a big one, right? And so if we're gonna teach the next generation of health professionals. I've really been promoting we need to, to also teach this next generation of health professionals and ourselves as the educators on how we are we are caring for ourselves. And some of those things are are all of the, the health behaviors um, from the healthy eating and getting enough physical activity. Of course, sleep is a big one. 
but then that managing stress and you know, really being present and enjoying things. So this is a, a thing that we've now been incorporating you know, into our professional development, into our student orientations. Here at Radford University Corellian, we have a wonderful Office of Student Affairs, and they have put together a really full um, menu of different wellness options. And that's one thing, you know, it's been 25 plus years that I've been involved in um, public health and, and academia. And it's definitely something that I, I've seen change over time for good is that we're really recognizing um, that burnout is real and, you know, incorporate it not just as an extra, extra thing, but something that is a vital thing that we need to be doing. So last question, the question I ask all my guests, if you, oh, yeah. if you could do anything, what would you do to improve health and healthcare in rural America? Well, for me, I think one of the big parts within health is, is having the workforce for health. And as we look at many of our rural communities, we have this phrase called the brain drain, where many of our smartest and brightest and most caring individuals, they end up going off to school and then they never come back to serve their rural community. And so one thing that I would love to see change, which I feel our programs are, are hopefully uh, being part of that, is that we are investing in educating our next generation in our rural communities to stay and be health providers, health leaders in their rural communities. And it's programs that, like ours that are available you know, it's in maybe some different formats, um, like online, where people can live and, and work and stay in their community. Um, we, you know, their classes are online, but they can do their internship in that community and then hopefully be hired to, to be that next generation. And of course, a lot of that uh, requires uh, investment uh, from a lot of different sectors to, to help um, make that model happen. Sure. So if you want more healthcare professionals in your rural community, maybe your hospital or clinic should sponsor some internships. Oh, we would love sponsoring internships and supporting tuition and, and just realizing that we are all um, together in education. It's not just a program, you know, it's academic and practice partners and really working together from, you know, the research to the training to really developing and transforming how we uh, take care of our individuals and our communities. Well, thank you for joining me today, Sally Beth. Well, thank you, Beth. I appreciate it. That's Dr. Sally Beth Johnson advocating for investment in programs that support rural students who want to serve their home communities. VRHJ has several opportunities for students at the upcoming Rural Health Voice Conference. Visit vrha.org, click the events at the top of the page, then scroll to the conference information tab. The Rural Health Voice is the podcast of the Virginia Rural Health Association. It is sponsored by the Virginia State Office of Rural Health and underwritten by the National Rural Health Association.